Hey all, thank you for tuning into Women Birders Happy Hour. My name is Hannah. I'm a birder, a woman, and someone that enjoys a good drink after a long day of birding. Women have been integral to birding since it started, but we haven't always been recognized for the contributions and impact we have. Men have dominated the guiding scene, festival circuit, leadership positions, and publications. And according to a U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service 2011 report, in the U.S., there were over 47 million birders. The majority of these birders are college-educated, they are white, they are women, and mostly are over the age of 55. And if you put all these factors together, we create the typical birder, a white, college-educated woman over the age of 55. And that's a demographic that I often see out birding, but I don't as frequently see as a speaker, a guide, or a sole publisher. Additionally, the voices of all women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ plus birders are not well represented in the birding voices we hear from. So I created this show to bring in more voices. Not to say that some of the regular festival keynotes aren't great, but there is room for others. And on the show, I'm asking everyday women from all walks of life to join me to discuss their experiences, their resources, and advice that they have for others. And I want you to remember that just because you may not have experienced some of these things, like sexism or gatekeeping, doesn't mean that they aren't real issues that others face. And because some of these conversations are best had over a cocktail or a mocktail, I also create a unique cocktail for each guest in case you want to mix yourself a drink and join us for this chat. Anna Maria is a passionate wildlife biologist that studies raptors in Colombia. And she's doing some really cool work and gets to see some pretty amazing birds and the work that she does in an effort to help protect some of these great species that otherwise um, we might not be able to see if we go to Colombia. So black and chestnut eagles are a bird of prey that are found in South America. It's a large eagle with a wingspan of five to six feet. The adults have glossy black heads and back and rich streaky chestnut undersides. Their primaries are white with black tips, which contrast with the chestnut secondaries and underwing coverts. Their tail is gray with a thick black subterminal band, and their eyes are an orange-yellow. They feed on monkeys, porcupines, coatis, squirrels, and other mid-sized arboreal mammals. However, they also do like to eat birds too, large birds, like guans. Um, They prey on those as well, where they plunge after their prey through the branches. So, you know, big eagle just shooting through the the forest. However, they will sometimes hunt chickens, which angers many of those that live within their range and causes persecution of the species. They build their nests in February through March, and then egg laying happens a little after that, and the young are fledged by September. Chicks are fed, in, in some regions, chicks are mainly fed squirrels. And they're found within humid mountain forests between 6,000 and 8,000 feet in the Andes from Argentina to Venezuela. And the species is endangered due to deforestation and killing due to the chicken hunting thing. So unfortunately, um, they are hunted uh, by folks who own chickens. Uh, And there's an estimated wild population of about 400 to 1,500 individuals. So to make your black and chestnut eagle, what you'll need is two ounces of Pisco, one ounce lime juice, half an ounce simple syrup or agave nectar, and Angostura bitters. It's pretty easy. Fill your shaker with the Pisco juice and nectar. Shake, shake, shake. Strain into a glass with fresh ice and then top with a few dashes of bitters. 
And you might notice that this is similar to a drink called a Pisco Sour, which is a cocktail that comes to us from Peru. However, it's missing one key ingredient, that egg white. And that was omitted because of the persecution that these eagles face due to their limited taste for domestic chickens. But it's a really refreshing drink. Um, it's kind of the, a similar color when you put the bitters in there to the eye of the black and chestnut eagle. Um, really refreshing and something that, you know, comes from where they come from. So please grab a glass and join us for this chat with Anna Maria. Well, Anna, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Women Birders Happy Hour. Would you please tell everyone who you are? Uh, no, thank you for having me. My name is Anna Maria Morales. I am a wildlife biologist from Colombia. Um, I work with a foundation down here right now, Fundación Aguilas de los Andes. And we have three basic um, like principles, which is conservation through rehabilitation of birds of prey, research of birds of prey, and education of the public about birds of play and the conflict they have with uh, campesinos down here. I actually went to school in the U.S. I'm a wildlife biologist. Like I said, I studied in Arkansas, and then I spent a couple of years uh, in Wisconsin working there, which is always fun. Right now, I have a project with a foundation, and then I also started during the pandemic another project uh, called Proyecto Grande Rapaces Colombia, which aims to study big raptors in Colombia by, by installing trail cameras in their nests. So that's basically what I do right now. Cool. So which uh, raptors are you working with right now? Well, my main species in uh, with the foundation is the black and chestnut eagle, which is a highly endangered Andean eagle that has a lot of conflict with uh, people because they prey on chickens. So um, that's the our main, my main project. And then the other one uh, with the other project, we are studying seven big raptor species, which includes harpy eagle, crested eagle, um, ornate hawk eagle, black and white hawk eagle, black hawk eagle. Then we have the solitary eagle and uh, the king vulture, which are not really studied here in Colombia at all. That's so cool that you have so many eagles. You're like, I know. List and I'm like, <laughs> we have bald eagle and golden eagle. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's funny. We have uh, of those, like seven, six eagle species. Um, three of them are, in, well, including four of them, including the black and chestnut eagle, are what you call the booted eagles, the real eagles. And then we have the harpy and the crested eagle that are just on their own up the, out there. And then the solitary eagle is um, it's actually probably a big hawk because it's the in the Butiogadus family. Okay. So like the great, the, the black hawk eagles, the, what is it? The black, yeah, the black hawks. But yeah, great black hawks, sorry. The great black hawks and the black hawks and all those. Same, oh, awesome. same, same, yeah, same genus, different species, bigger species, but they're pretty cool. We do have a lot of birds down here, so. <laughs> yeah, tons. <laughs> you guys, Colombia is known for that. <laughs> yep, that, that we are known for. So tell me your birding origin story. I, well, I you know it's funny because I, the reason I went to the U.S. to study was because I, I'm a golfer. I play golf and I've been playing golf for 30 years almost. So I, and I, you know, saw a couple of birds here and there in the golf courses. That's, you, you get a lot of birds in golf courses, but it didn't really click with me until I was in school playing golf. 
And uh, I started, well, as a wildlife biologist, I had to take ornithology. And that's when it just clicked with me. It was just, you know, we went out birding and we're doing our thing and we're looking at these birds. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And I started <laughs> from the birding thing. I don't really, I mean, I, I didn't even own binoculars until last year. So what I did usually was I just take pictures. I take my camera, I take pictures. And that's what I, that's what I do. That's how I started also birding. Although I did, you know, use binoculars from my classes, but um, it was mostly my interest in taking pictures of the birds that kept me going after my class was done. Okay. That's awesome. So um, do you still do a lot of photography? Yes, I do. I try. Uh, most of them are crap, to be honest, <laughs> but uh, I use them to identify the birds um, most, of the, most of the times. And then, you know, if I get a good picture too, that's awesome too. And I post them and I'm like, yeah, proud of it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, my birding is mostly done through a camera. That's awesome. So what does a day of birding look like for you? Um, it looks different. I've been, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not really an avid birder that I will go places to just look at birds, but I do go places and then I take advantage of looking at the, at the birds. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Like uh, if I'm in the field, I'm studying, you know, harpy eagle nest, I'm sitting there and then a uh, toucan goes by then I'm like, okay, time for a toucan photos time. And I will try to, you know, bird watch what I'm doing other things. Like if I'm playing golf, I might take a camera with me because let's be honest, that's going to happen. <laughs> and um, so it, it doesn't really have a pre noted, like a, it's, it's not a molded kind of thing. I just go out and if I'm walking my dogs and I see migratory birds in the park, I will, you know, take a look at them, see if I can see them up close. Maybe I'll bring binoculars next time. Um, I've, I'm known by uh, by my neighbors because I sometimes get the camera out because we have a big eucalyptus outside and sometimes broadwings hawk broadwing hawks I just sit there and perch so I'm just you know the weirdo taking pictures of a tree so uh, but yeah I just take advantage of where I am and I usually just like to see what I can see I'm not really looking for a species unless they're raptors but uh, besides that I just you know look for what I can see right there. So do you work with other, other um, animals other than birds? No, I'm mainly focused on raptors right now. Okay, cool. And so when you go out and like do a survey, what does that look like for you? We're usually just looking for nests right now. So, uh, I mean, we have done, I was out back in December doing mostly educational stuff. So and I was with a group of kids that they do like to bird watch. They are like avid. They're starting their bird watching days. Uh, and we were, you know, we didn't go bird watching through a path, but we, you know, we would take time if we were walking to another house or something. If we saw a bird, we'll take time, take pictures, look at it and identify it and all that stuff. So um, that's basically how it looks like. Like if I'm walking through something, if I'm doing something, or I'm just sitting watching a nest, and something flies by, I'm like, okay, we're going to see that for a little bit. And then we wanna, we focus on what we're doing. Okay. So kind of like a mind cleanse in the middle of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a okay, stop, look. Oh, nice. Take pictures. Chaka, chaka, chaka. Oh, it moved. Okay. Let's keep on going. So who or what has been the most influential in your birding? 
I'm going to go with my professor in ornithology. I think it was just that. And the fact that, you know, I lived in Colombia, but I was studying in Arkansas. So it was like, oh, my God, you have a lot of birds. I'm like, I don't know any of them, but thank you. <laughs> I guess that's fun. So, yeah, I, I think I think that that was it. And then um, doing the rehab stuff in, in Wisconsin with the Rapture Education Group also kind of, you know, got me going in the whole bird thing. Okay. And what's it like to be a woman birder in your area? Well, I'm in a big city, so um, it's it's hard. Um, I'm also in a Latin country, which they tend to be a lot uh, very sexist, and uh, so it's hard. Uh, sometimes I tend not to. I I don't really go out by myself, and when I've done it a couple of times, it's usually to urban parks that are big and people are just walking or uh, exercising. And I've taken my dog a couple of times. Because, um, yeah, I, I just try not to put myself in that position. I usually have a my camera. So not only the woman part, but, you know, being mocked part, the security is high. So it's, 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 it's hard, but, um, but it's nice. I've, I've known a lot of women that bird here, and they're really nice. So it's, it's not all bad. So are there a lot of women wildlife biologists in Colombia? Not really. I mean, there are a lot of biologists. Um, most of them, most of the one I've met, they work in rehab facilities uh, run by the government, and um, and they some of them do like to bird, so that's that's always a fun thing. And, but um, for the research part, I mean, I've I've known alone because I I, I started this uh, thing on Twitter where I just follow a lot of women that are in science. A lot of Colombian biologists are doing bird stuff or other we are working with other species so i have known a lot but i know there's a lot of men in the field too and it's sure. mostly male dominated okay and what what advice would you have for other women that are looking to start burning or maybe get into a career field like yours um just don't get discouraged do your thing and i mean i that, that's what how, how i've lived how i've done my thing i just try not to you know get to what people say about me or what I, or what I do. I don't take it personal. You know, people can say what they want. I just like to do my thing. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I'm a weird birder. It's <laughs> not like I do my thing. I actually don't like to go out with big groups because it's just too much for me, but um, just don't get discouraged with what people say, do your thing and enjoy it. That's, a, that's, that's the most important thing for me. Just enjoy what you do either if it's birding or you want to go into it and then look for uh look for other people i try to you know make women comfortable and tell them if they need anything just you know i'm there for them whatever they yeah. need i think so, that's a great way of being supportive of others yeah. just you know let them know you're available if you know they need exactly you. whatever they need i mean it, it doesn't matter if it's you know kid stuff or you know man stuff or whatever i'm just here or just bird stuff you know they don't know or whatever. I'm terrible at identifying birds. That's why I have to take pictures of them. So I'm usually telling them, like, if you need to ID, we can sit down and do, you know, something. But I'm terrible at it. So no worries about that. Because, <laughs> you know, it's sometimes that also discourages the people in general. They're like, no, I don't know that bird. Like, doesn't matter. I mean, again, in Colombia, there's like 1,900 bird species. You're not going to know them all. It's okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. And there's so many resources now, too, that you don't even have exactly. to know every single one of them. You can just go on Merlin and figure it out or, you know, pick up a book exactly. and figure it out. And, you know, understand that sometimes you're just not going to know what you saw. 
it, it will happen. So. I like that because every time I'm in the field, you know, and we see a bird that like flies past, I'm like, I need to know what that is. And then sometimes my husband, Eric is like, you know, it's fine. You know, we can move on. And it's like, yeah, no, and I, I, and, and I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like that too. Like I need to know, but sometimes you're just in the end, you have like three books open. You're looking at pictures and you're like, you know what? Screw it. Nope. Nope. I don't, I just don't know. I, 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 whatever. Moving on next. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you have 1,900 birds, you know. Exactly. And, and... I mean, you have a lot of bird species. You're like, I don't even know. Maybe it was a hybrid. Who knows? I mean, really. <laughs> or maybe it was a bird that wasn't supposed to be here. That's another thing I've learned a lot. It's like, oh, well, that that that's not a bird here. Because that's another thing you do. Sometimes you post pictures. So you identify a bird correctly. You're like, yeah. And, you know, men love to correct women. So they're like, oh, no, that's not it. Like, uh, sorry, that's, that's an American kestrel. <laughs> that is not a Merlin. <laughs> I know them. Believe me. Oh, no, 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 that's not it. It's like that. They're not supposed to be here. Oh, maybe this is just a late migrant. No worries. Or it's just a resident here. Or, you know, birds have wings. They can be wherever they want to be. <laughs> They're not commonly or usually there, but, you know, they do have wings. They can be wherever they want. Exactly. So do you feel that you found your place in the birding community? I I think I have. I mean, like I said, I'm mostly known for my raptor stuff and my um, rehab and the research with the big eagles. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not, I guess I'm known in the birding community or I know part of it for that, which is fine with me. I love that place um, because I love also the way that um, when they know what they what I do, they usually report stuff to me. Like, hey, I saw this bird. I saw this. Oh, oh I saw this uh, eagle is injured. You know, we need help and stuff like that. So I, I, I like that. I do like that. I do like the place I am right now within the community because they know they can come to me to help them. Or I found an injured bird. Or uh, I did this. Or, hey, they have this. I, I, I saw this nest. And uh, um, they also they always report to me or to somebody I know and then they will report to me so I think I think I, I have I have a nice place right now within the community and I like it yeah that's awesome so what's been your most memorable bird or birding experience well since I'm not since I haven't been out a whole lot to be honest I haven't really done a lot of birding trips um I have enjoyed whenever I'm out you know when I whenever when I when I, when I saw first harpy eagle we were monitoring, we were looking at the nest. We didn't know the bird was there. That was pretty awesome. Same day we saw ornate hawk eagle. So it's just, now I've seen them in captivity because of the rehab stuff, but it's just different. Uh, same with the first time I saw my first black and chestnut eagle. It was a juvenile. And that, that day I was actually birding. We were looking for that bird. We were actually we were doing a trail. We were birding. I also saw Indian cock of the rock, resplandescent quetzal, and... Uh, my favorite, the Andean mod mod. I love that bird. They're just so fun. So um, it was a night that 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 was a memorable day. That was because I, I got to see all these birds plus my my study species in the wild, which was pretty awesome. Oh yeah, that whole list, man. I, I want to see all those things. I love mod mods. You're more I know they're just so cute in the tail. Oh my god, I love them. We saw one at a cenote in Mexico and like everybody, we were there to go diving in the cenote, but it was just like, I don't even want to go in. I just want to watch the mot mot. You know, they're know. just so entertaining. I, 
I, I know. I know it happens to me all the time because, like I said, I, it's it's not usual for me to just go birding. I'm doing something else, like you know, playing sure. golf. So I'm just looking at the bird. And I'm like, hey, go ahead, hit your ball. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. Oh, just give it two seconds. <laughs> well, so, you yeah. got the best of both worlds because there's so many golf courses that don't allow birders on there. But then you have an excuse to be there. I know. I know. I've seen I've seen a lot of fun birds in golf course. And I'm like, and I'm taking a really cool picture. I'm like, yeah, because I have the time. You know, four hours of five hours playing golf yeah five hours being out there i might have to take up golf <laughs> give it a try definitely go for it yeah go for it or just you know go with somebody that golfs you're like okay i'm just gonna drive your car and i'm just gonna take pictures here and you do <laughs> i'm your, your caddy i'm here yeah i'm just here <laughs> so what changes would you like to see in the birding community um i've seen a lot of tourists things that I don't like, um, you know, what do you call malpractice or whatever. Uh, baiting is one of them. I'm not a fan of that. Um, I've seen people here baiting and pitas so, you know, birders can see them. And I, I, I get the why. But again, I'm not a birder that, that has a list and wants to go through that list and, you know, goes looking for a specific species. So um, I, not, I might not understand that part, but I just know it's just, for me, it's no different to go in to a zoo when watching an animal you know it's a it's a baited animal it's just there because of the food it's not doing its natural thing and that's what i enjoy about birding you know seeing these birds doing their thing their natural thing just not being worried with what we're doing or if we have the food or not so yeah, that's that's one of the things i would like to change here i guess it happens a lot and i, I mean i understand people live from from this tourist thing but um that's that's one of the biggest that's one of my biggest pet peeves right there uh the baiting stuff besides that uh the community here is very it's very nice it's very welcoming very open um they like to you know bring in new people and help new people most of them you know you're gonna find the odd one out that it's an asshole but hey it happens everywhere sure so yeah, yeah. but that, that that's mainly it for me for me and i know it's probably gonna be a um topic to talk about but um yeah i'm not a fan of baiting yeah that's that's a good point i hadn't really thought of that you know so many people talk about that with owls in the u.s i yeah, haven't even really I considered like the ampitas i saw yeah i saw it with the snowy owls usually and then we had this harp eagle nest and i saw that with the ampitas and i'm like it's so different that you put a chicken for the harp eagle it's the same thing it's just the yeah. same thing you're just big oh but the tourists they expect to see that it's like they do, but I mean, wouldn't it be better if you just, you know, really find a place or you don't see it, you don't see it. Again, that's that's how I do my birding. It's mm -hmm. more of an adventure of what I can see and what I can, you know, find that day. If I didn't yeah. see it, well, it sucks. I know there's going to be a possibility. It's like if you go to a safari and then they just drag a dead carcass around so you can see the hyenas or the lions. It's it's, it's just not normal. It's not, it's not natural. Let's yeah. be honest. And I'm here for the natural part of it, so. Yeah, that's a great point. So what has been the most valuable thing you've learned from birding? Oh, birds can bring people together. I love it. They shorten distances. I mean, both metaphorically and literal. Like, I've seen people from the city just sit with the campesinos and talk and share meals and, you know, things you don't normally see 
And, uh, you know, I've seen, I've met people from all over the world because of birds, because, you know, their love of birds and we love the same things and we might be from different cultures. We don't even understand each other, but we understand birds. So, you know, they bring, it brings us together and we enjoy them. So I, I, that's what I love about them. Well, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for joining me for this podcast. Um, if people want to find out more about you and report e hawks or, you know, learn more about all of the cool things you do, how would they do that? Uh, you can, you know, uh, add me on Twitter. Uh, we'll leave my handle so you can uh, see it. Uh, and also have uh, my Instagram account. We usually do that. Or just email me if you have something or want to talk about anything. I'm open for it. I love, I love talking birds. I love talking raptors. So there you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So thank you so much, Anna Maria, for joining me for this chat. Uh, you inspired me so much. I actually bought plane tickets to Bogota. So I hope to see you at some point in the future. And thank you all for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe learned something. You can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Music, and anywhere else you listen to me. If you'd like to connect with me on my socials, you can do so by following me at Hannah Goes Birdie on Instagram. My Twitter is at womenbirdershh, or you can email me at womenbirders at gmail.com. I also have resources and information on gobirdingpodcast.com. I hope you enjoyed this chat, and I look forward to seeing you in the next happy hour. <laughs>